Welcome to Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Lucy Cecile. And I'm Olivia Taylor. Oh, here we are again. Oh my God. Two pods, two weeks in a row. It must be Christmas soon. <laughs> I know. It's like some kind of semblance of, of normality after having a few sort of wavy months of um, throwing caution to the podcast scheduling wind, shall we say. Yes, well, I think that, you know, this year, if any, is a year to sort of try new schedules out. And um, therefore, we've decided on the schedule of if and when we can, we will. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably a reasonable, a reasonable um, schedule, given the, given the circs. And also the fact that, like, sometimes there is just nothing to say. I won't have read a book. I won't have, like, done anything other than at work because I am a millennial. And that's all I do, <laughs> basically, in this lockdown. <laughs> But um, also other weeks I'll feel like I'll, well, lockdown permitting, do loads of stuff as in like watch loads of things, do loads of things, but it's very kind of, very up and down. So there's, there's sometimes a lot to say and sometimes nothing to say. Absolutely. Totally agree. I think that that is uh, the way of uh, the world these days and um, uh, we, sh- we shall not be blamed for it. <laughs> No, we shall not. But um, have you had anything that has occupied your, what is it now, the, the second week of lockdown point 2.0, 2.0, the streets? What? <laughs> lockdown 2, part 2 on the run. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it is second week, isn't it? That, see, that's what happened last Thursday when it was the second, no, the, fir- the first Thursday. And I was like, what? It's only been a week. <laughs> like, what's going on? It only been because- a- Basically, nothing's changed in how I do my days. So, so it had only been a week last week. Is that right? Yeah. And this oh week's two weeks. Then there's a third week, and then a fourth. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that. Yeah, that that works out, doesn't it? <laughs> well, this is so boring. I'm so sorry, everybody. We'll, no, yeah. We'll sorry, you know, everyone. Sorry. We're just interesting. We're just, yeah, we're just trying to work out dates. <laughs> Um, this has been pointed out to me before that um dates and times are not our forte so mm. when we're like talking on the podcast we're always talking about like when something's going to come out whether we're talking about like a tv program or like the next episode and it's like we can never just work it out in the moment i'm like um it'll be be, so by the time this (laughs) it's like hashtag math sucks and it definitely does for the both of us i um, I was I, well, I was one mark off an A in GCSE, but that was through a lot of tutoring because it did yeah. not come naturally to me. But if I'd have got that A, honestly, I still think about it. It still really annoys me. <laughs> oh my God. I was so far from an A in maths. Like uh, I had to, I did like after school math help club thing. And the only thing I remember from it was that we got those like, I don't know what they're called. Pink Panther biscuits. They're like wafer pink wafers. Pink wafers. Is they have, did they have Pink Panther on? Yes. Yeah. And like, that's the first time I'd ever had them. Cause it was like when I first came back to England, when we were doing GCSEs. So I was like, and everyone was like marveling at the fact I didn't know what these biscuits were. And that's my main memory. And obviously <laughs> that's why I only got, I don't even know what I got. I think I got a C because I had to get a C, but that was it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. It, it, it was so- I always knew. I always knew. Yeah. It was so hard. And uh, yeah, I am. Um, I had this, I had this tutor and he was like really funny. And he was like, um, he, he told, he, he like told me a lot about, um, like eighties comedy. Like <laughs> he was really into that. And he told me a lot about that. And we like mainly just like talked about stuff that we like thought was funny. And then when, um, I finished my GCSEs, he like 
got me like a well done card and he'd like wrote this like funny like maths poem in it he's really nice (laughs) (laughs) you just sat there in your uh maths exam like just thinking about lines from bottom or something like that Yeah, it was a lot of like, whose line is it anyway? Oh my god, I loved whose line is it anyway. But like, uh, I used to watch the American version. Yeah, the, yeah, it was yeah. the the US version yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, um, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't thought about that in a long time. See, this podcast can just bring out some some specific memories. Um, but yeah, um, other than our collective ineptitude when it comes to maths, um, have you been doing anything else other than uh, that? <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, apart from being bad at maths, I have, uh, I've mainly just been being, um, a, a, a big aunt, you know, to my two nephews now that there are a lot of, you know, like holding the baby while everyone runs around doing other things and then giving the baby to the next person to look after the baby and then taking Leo to nursery and entertaining him and, you know, very nice, very nice things. But one of the main things I've taken from it is that like some phrases and words, uh, I now like can't say, oh, this is kind of the case before, but there's more of them now. Um, I can't not say them the way that like Leo says them. So <laughs> like he, so he comes like, he often wants to like watch film, whatever, and he calls it a moo-moo. So I'm always like, how oh, should we watch a moo-moo? <laughs> and there's just like certain things that I'm like, are these things going to follow me? <laughs> I need to stop this when I yes. get out of here. You do. We need, we need to stage an intervention. Yeah, because I don't agree with like you know too much uh, baby talking, obviously. But obviously, to a baby, it's fine. But, like, <laughs> but it's just like certain things uh, will just be said, and I'll just like I can only hear them in like his voice. But um, does uh, does Leo call you Auntie Lucy, or can he, call- can he say Lucy? No, he says Luji. 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 Luji often like that in a very sort of like tone so yeah it's cute um I was thinking literally just today about how I took him to nursery this morning and I was like god one day this kid is just gonna me and this kid are gonna have like actual conversations it's gonna be insane and he's actually gonna be able to say Lucy he's gonna like one day he's gonna be like Lucy and that's gonna be really weird to me but it I, guess, I guess that's kids yeah <laughs> I think it would probably be more worrying if if he was still saying Luigi or whatever he's saying now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so apart from that, not really much else. Um, what about you? What have you been up to? Um, well, I did a really fun thing at the weekend. and I, I mentioned this on one of our groups, but um, Manchester is doing this like 50 windows of, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically like um, there are 50 different um, artworks by local artists around the city. It's like Windows of Hope or something. I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, you can um, find it online and you can download an app. And basically it's like an art treasure hunt around the city. And you go and find them and you can like take pictures of them. And then you type the code in and it tells you about the artist and it tells you about like the reason why they made it and stuff. And because it's locked down now, Manchester is just not very busy in the town centre. So it feels like quite a safe thing to do because you're not like bumping into 1000 people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was really fun. So um, we did some like art hunting at the weekend and it's a nice like pretty cheap thing you can do. I think the app is like one ninety nine or something, but um, yeah. that money goes back into I think um arts funds and pride and various um charities and stuff so um yeah it's like a fun thing to do um if you are kind of 
a bit bored of going on country walks or maybe you're stuck in town without a car it's yeah a nice thing to do so I did that at the weekend um watched a lot of Christmas movies as I said I was going to a woman um, of your word yes and um can I just say that Mrs Miracle to Miracle in Manhattan is just as resplendent and as, as it's always been and I very much enjoyed that with um one of those like massive boxes of Maltesers so I felt very Christmassy oh that's very Christmassy well done yeah truly diving in yeah that was very nice um but yeah um what are you living and longing for this week I mean do we even have things to long for at this time (laughs) well we did discuss this didn't we just before we uh, started to record that um some weeks longing is going to have to just be defunct because um i mean i don't think we really need to go into it too much i think everyone can understand that there isn't much to long for and there isn't there aren't like you said there aren't there aren't dates in the diary there aren't things to to specifically yeah. long well, for i think, so much. I think the, the problem is is that there's everything to long for and that is the oh, problem absolutely what a poet <laughs> so why don't we just say that you know for now it's just blanket, we're longing for everything, right? That, that's and so true. Like, we, when you were just then talking about your walking around Manchester, um, even though you were talking about, like, obviously it was quiet and stuff like that, I was just like, oh, I miss Manchester, but I miss Manchester as Manchester. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It did, it was, I definitely recommend it, but it was bittersweet because you yeah. go, you know, past all the usual places you go to and even places that, you know, have managed to like pivot around covid in in different ways so like common for example has been turned into like a pizza takeaway selling yeah. nails pizza which is very delicious um you know it's even you know they're they're doing well but it's sad when you like poke your head and you can see all the like upturned chairs on the tables and like no one's at the bar and just everything is kind of like the lights are off and yeah. um going past the like exchange theater and thinking like of all of the shows that we've missed over autumn and winter and you know, all of that stuff, which like, you know, objectively, and we've all had these conversations since March, but I haven't really kind of gone into town properly at all since then, because I haven't really had the need to. So it's kind of like the first time that I've really seen all of like Main High Street and right. the shop and King Street and all of those kind of places yeah. completely shut. So, you know, it's, it's good to go and do the artwork walk, but yeah, um, it will make you uh sad for the manchester that was but you know hopefully with the new vaccine and everything we'll be uh back in the habit um next year perfect can't wait get that habit on me um yeah so uh uh, 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 so yeah longing not really anything apart from everything um and living for right okay i have a confession to make please confess this is Um, a safe space so I was the other day um, thinking about how uh, I like, you know, mindlessly scroll through social media a lot recently. Uh, and I mean, we can all relate, I'm sure. And how uh, it was so- starting to annoy me because I don't actually really like it that much. Like often, I like it for an amount of time, but then after a while, I'm like, why am I still picking up my phone doing that? Um, and simultaneously, I was really longing to play... Um, the switch because my sister got a switch from well my sister and her boyfriend bought a switch and i accidentally played the news newest zelda game on it the day before i left manchester and now i'm like longing to go back to it and i can't so i downloaded and this is um <laughs> and also I, I managed to have room on my phone to do this which is like an absolute miracle because usually i can't have yeah a mrs miracle too usually <laughs> i can't have 
any apps, any extraneous apps on my phone. But I downloaded my once hated, but now newest best friend, Candy Crush. <laughs> okay. Which I've never really played, right? Um, and like Candy Crush has become my new mindless thing to do. Not too much. I don't think obviously you shouldn't do anything too much, but it's a way, it makes me feel so much better than when I'm just like scrolling through Twitter because I feel like I'm actually a bit doing something and it is still like a thing that sort of takes my mind off everything, but it's not like Twitter can't really take your mind off everything because it's all fucking there and it's everyone complaining about it like over and over. Whereas like, this is like just a mindless activity. I can do it a little bit. Like when I'm just like holding the baby or like just like, um, you know, there's some telly on or whatever. And I'm, I'm not really paying attention. because obviously you can't just do one thing anymore. Um, <laughs> and uh, I just, I'm living for it. I've really found some solace in Candy Crush, which I did not think would ever be a sentence to come out of my mouth. Do you know what? It's interesting that you say that because I too had a Candy Crush phase a couple of years ago and it was very much when I was in a space. And I was in that space for a finite period of time and it was serving a purpose for me in a similar way that it's maybe serving a purpose for you of like, you want to just do something that's not social media. You want to kind of like, you know that you're going to spend that time on your phone, but like, how are you going to spend it? And um, I did that too. And then I think that you'll probably find that like, you'll do it maybe for like a couple of months and then you'll just never do it again. Oh, definitely. I can, I can, I know that will be the case. I'm like that with like most things, <laughs> but like, yes, I can feel that already. Have you tried Among Us? No, but my, my, um, uh, my cousin who we no normally spend Christmas with, who loves like a game, he just texted, we have like this one family, uh, group chat which is like just mainly it's actually me my dad my brother-in-law my uncle and my cousin because we always we were playing poker over the summer like on a poker app and um he just texted it this really weird he he, he there were some typos in it and it looked like he'd sent like a like a promo for like play among us like he was like hey get your loved ones to try among us we'll be, <laughs> be fun at christmas or whatever and my brother-in-law was like what is he going on about like it, this looks like he's been like hacked and i was like no i have heard of this game it looks really fun i haven't actually played it but it does look really fun have you played it yeah so laura plays it and um I tried it at the weekend and it is fun and it's good if like you can play with people that you know it like makes it more fun yeah. and you can just like all get a code and all play together at like a certain time or whatever yeah um, or like we play together if we're like in the same place and we just join other people's games but we know each other are in that game right um yeah and it's good and it's basically like these like little like aliens and then you're on a spaceship and you've got to do a lot of jobs and so you're either a crewmate or you're an imposter and you find out at the beginning which one you are and then if you're an imposter you have to like be really stealth and like not let people know that you're an imposter but you do have to go around killing them all but you have to like do it in a way that's like sly and you can also like go through these vents and like not be seen but you can't be seen to be going through the vents you basically like have to just be very wily yeah um, did you ever used to play murder in the dark <laughs> yeah it's kind of like that it is like, that, like that. virtual <laughs> and then literally like as soon as you start playing someone like goes to the canteen and presses the big button and then you all have to have a meeting and they're like blues blues looking <laughs> sus and um, there's like certain like language and like phrases that you <laughs> that you use as well and so i like i wouldn't say that i'm addicted to it i haven't played it since the weekend but i would definitely play it again if like other people wanted to play it it's yeah it's kind of a nice fun. oh my god cute maybe over christmas we can play together 
yeah we can all play among us it's fun um <laughs> but yeah i think it's probably like luckily i don't have an unhealthy relationship with among us like i can kind of pick it up and put it down but candy crush i did get a bit addicted to candy crush at the time so yeah i mean it's very uh, a very addictive game i it, it's, it hasn't sucked me sucked me right in but it is uh giving me a little bit of something to do it just stops me from like like downloading tinder and then feeling sad so <laughs> oh yeah i think it's totally much better the, than that yeah the lesser of the lesser of those two evils <laughs> um for sure so i just think go on with yourself and enjoy Candy Crush as long as you don't do any in-app purchases because then it's gone too far. No, never. I would never do that. That that is literally what I've said to myself. If if I find myself really tempted to do an in-app purchase, then I know it's gone too far and that's when I'll delete it. So don't worry. I'm already ahead of myself there. Yeah, I I agree. You need to, you need to set those parameters out now. (laughs) Anyway, so that's what I'm, I guess, living for. And that makes it sound like I'm more addicted to it than I am, but you know, slim pickets, I had to think of something. What are you looking for? (laughs) Well, similarly, although I am kind of living for this, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, and I think that you've already seen this, but I'm living for my brand new running hat. <laughs> I've seen it in action. My God. Um, so I'm just holding up um, an element of the running hat to Lucy now. It's a shame that you cannot see this. But basically, um, while we've been talking for the past like 10 minutes or so, um that so it's it's a beanie it's it's a beanie with a torch in the front of it and the torch has like different settings so it's either like a sustained light torch or it's like a sort of raver on and off light and you have to charge it in your laptop so you like take this bit out and then charge it in like in the usb port so my hat has been charging while we've been talking (laughs) and um yeah, it's definitely improved my run. I feel like I am um, a lot more visible to any passersby as I'm crossing the road and doing my little, well, slow jog that I like to call a run that's probably not a run at all. But um, yeah, um, I'm living for that. It's just a little jazzy accessory. And I feel like a woman with a running accessory, which I never in a million years thought that would be. Yes, look at you, woman with a running accessory. And also it almost, you know, it gives you a little feel as if you're back in the club, back in Thompson's, which is quite nice as well, isn't it? Yeah, I did do a little like um, silent rave in the bathroom with it the other day and sent you that video. So yeah, um, yeah enjoy that. But um, yeah, it's just nice to have something new. And to be honest, I haven't bought like, obviously this doesn't really count as like clothes or anything, but I haven't really bought like anything in ages because where am I going? So, you know, it's kind of nice to have something yeah. new. I know, yeah. My sister bought herself a dress like as a like, end of pregnancy what like and she was like one day because like you know her, her body's returning back to like not being pregnant and so she's like she's like obviously I have no reason to have this dress now and she's like but I wanted to buy it. it's like a well done you did the pregnancy and also like one day I will go somewhere to wear this dress like a hopeful like piece of clothing and I was like that's cute that's nice yeah I think that's nice oh actually I did do that um i bought some trousers for christmas day so do you wear christmas day outfits because i was having this conversation with laura and she did not know what i was talking about Uh, yeah i Uh, feel like there's there are like you know two types of people christmas people in the world some who understand the christmas day outfit and some who don't we decided like yeah for the past few years since like we've all been a bit older we were like let's actually like like let's dress up on christmas day because like makes it more of an occasion um and we do yeah so we wear like like, you know, yeah, I, I always buy like some, well, not every year, but past few years I've bought like a new, basically something glittery item to wear. <laughs> yeah, you have to <laughs> wear like, like a, 
like a shimmery black top or some yeah. kind of velvet trouser surely yeah. i have this really nice like blue glittery like singlet dress which i wear over like a nice long top or whatever really cute love it yeah i love yeah. i love a christmas outfit oh good i, I agree because yeah i've got these like new trousers that i sent you a picture of that are like black um sort of like three-quarter length ones and then all around the bottom are all black feathers oh you're more rose trousers <laughs> yes because <laughs> the christmas the christmas outfit brief is that it needs to be very camp okay so like the campus outfit i can find will be what i'll be wearing on christmas day but it also has to have a level of comfort for the food oh yeah absolutely yeah exactly that's what i always think that's why uh, i don't go for anything too tight so yeah no so you, you can't be too structured but you do have to be a bit dressed up a little bit jazzy but an elasticated waistband is absolutely encouraged <laughs> oh absolutely oh, no, i'm getting giddy now thinking about like nice things i can't think about them <laughs> Well, calm down. Yes. Well, very exciting. I can't wait to see your full outfit on come the day. Well, maybe I'll just wear those trousers with my running hat and we can have a Christmas rave. Oh my God. Speak no more. <laughs> <laughs> so let's head straight over to the queer news desk. What's hot off the presses this week? What have people um, in the queer community been talking about, chatting about? What's been going on? Olivia. Well, unsurprisingly, um, it's been reported this week that Dolly Parton um, actually contributed a million dollars to the US version of the COVID vaccine, which, um, as we heard this week, is looking to be 95% effective in over 65s and it's a rival to the Pfizer version of it. And there are just these like two vaccines that are um, on the market or will soon be on the market, <laughs> taking, taking over the charts <laughs> yeah taking over the charts they're number one and two <laughs> they're um, in they're in they're in contention with christmas number one battle <laughs> <laughs> they absolutely are they absolutely are um yeah there should be a top of the top of the pops just for the vaccines and the vaccines should the play. shots <laughs> yeah the vaccines the band will be um doing the performances <laughs> oh god okay yep <laughs> Um, anyway, um, yeah, so she gave a million dollars and um, I just think, again, another example of her absolute hunmanship that she has been exhibiting over many years and decades. And according to some of the articles that I read, again, unsurprisingly, Dolly Parton should actually be a billionaire, but she is, in inverted commas, only a millionaire because of all of the money that she gives away to various charities and individuals and families and things um which just you know speaks to her absolute gorgeous nature and we absolutely love to see it dolly and um i'm unsurprised but very thrilled by the fact that she will have contributed to hopefully the end of a global pandemic yes i mean yes we can hope and pray and yeah dolly is a queer icon for the ages she can do no wrong has done no wrong really yet and um we love to see it i'm very very pleased to hear that also on the dolly note i just quickly had a look at the track listing for her brand new christmas album a holly dolly christmas which you better believe i will be listening to um and there is <laughs> there is a cover of all i want for christmas with you um featuring jimmy fallon <laughs> it's a strange one so uh and then also a uh a song called cuddle up cozy down christmas which i think is what we all want isn't it yeah that sounds very lovely yeah. so we love to hear it see it from dolly keep keep being you because she's she's doing the right things 
Yep. And on the subject of queer icons, I think everybody has seen the Vogue cover this week um, with Harry Styles. So um, Harry Styles being the first man to grace the cover of Vogue solo in 127 years. So that is quite an achievement and looking absolutely resplendent, might I add. Yeah, absolutely. I had no idea that like uh, there had never been another man on the front of Vogue. I, I would have thought there would have been. I didn't realize that it was like had been so exclusively um, like non male led. So, but yeah, no, love to see it from Harry. Obviously, we're huge fans, and yeah, he looks great wearing some uh, some amazing outfits. Um, I've also seen a couple of um, posts at the time that. Um this news came to the fore this past week from a lot of people saying, you know, it is, um, it is lovely and Harry looks amazing and that should be lauded and celebrated, but also to remember that, you know, Harry is not the only person who, um, wears gender non-conforming clothing um wasn't nece- wasn't you know, the person who has started this or necessarily from the group of people who have started this, who, um, in larger part are black trans people and they don't get the same kind of recognition or maybe are celebrated in the same way. So, you know, a lot of people saying, whilst that fact isn't Harry's fault, it's a um, systemic issue that we need to be aware of when we kind of default go to maybe um, a white cisgender male person to celebrate um, as like the face of that that kind of movement or that kind of activism so um i think you know it's important to celebrate the fact that this exists and that harry is a gorgeous person and you know the cover is gorgeous but also to kind of keep that in your mind and keep a kind of questioning uh critical mind maybe with with some of that stuff Absolutely. It's similar to when we were talking about that Judith Butler article about um, sort of turfism, etc. Yeah, exactly. And how, you know, uh, who who is afforded the voice um, uh, to the public. And it, often it's not the people who have been saying all the, the things all along um, and who are the, the oppressed uh, or who are the, the, the main voice and uh, like people who should be the spokespeople around, you know, certain actions or ways of life or you know whatever people do um are you know often overlooked and it's usually your white cis people who decide to bend the rules a little bit who get the uh who get lauded for making those choices um but yeah you're right it's just it's it doesn't mean you can't appreciate it and you can be glad that it exists and it's there but like you said and like we've always said read around what you love and admire and you know learn learn the history and learn the context of things also it wouldn't be a queer longing podcast if we didn't talk about Lil Nas X um absolute king of our hearts and um this week has been no exception to Lil Nas X's um absolute um excellence uh the story this week is that he smacked down a QAnon Republican who was upset about his um Santa photo that he posted on Instagram to promote his new song Holiday his new Christmas song so the story is that Angela Stanton King who um was a QAnon following 
candidate um, from Georgia who was pardoned by Trump in February. I don't know if you've kind of read about this story when it all came around. But anyway, this person came for Little Nas X after the rapper shared a promo for um, the holiday video, which showed him, if you've seen the video, it's um, a screenshot of him dressed in the Santa outfit and he's like preparing to kiss himself basically. Um, So Stanton King tweeted, so this is what black culture is pushing to our youth now, sex with everything and everyone, including yourself. Is Lil Nas X tonguing himself down? And Lil Nas X replied and said, just say you're turned on and go. (laughs) it's the perfect response he continues to uh just know exactly what to say uh to uh, any of his quote-unquote critics um and he is um resplendent in everything he does that video is just like so him the song is a banger as always um i love that like he decides to take like every video and just like be some weird sort of like like robot kind of from the future I want like a new superhero outfit for every single video. You know, he has these like amazing like costumes. Um, and yeah, I will not hear anything against Lil Nas X because I love him the most. Yeah, I feel like there, there could be a Marvel franchise of like all of the Lil Nas X music videos like Panini, Holiday, Old Town Road, like just make action films out of all of them. Absolutely. Right Do it now. <laughs> Your audience is here. <laughs> Um, um, and, yeah, um, and also I think that you know, given that we both absolutely are in love with that song and with the video, that it should be our collective track of the week this week. It is it is written? Yes, it is a double whammy for Little Nas X. There could be no other. Uh, put that on your Christmas playlists. I put it straight onto mine, which I'm very excited to listen to my Christmas playlist. Um, and I always like to add new and um, varying songs too. So thank you, Little Nas X. Also on the subject of things that we have been listening to, any podcast recommendations this week? So I've listened to a couple. Um, I recently listened to, uh, started listening to a couple episodes of the Bad Gays podcast, which is like a podcast about different people in history who are were gay or queer um, and um, people who maybe like made a big name for themselves um but were like not necessarily morally good people or who did maybe some like not as nice things so for example there's um an episode about jeremy thorpe there's one about uh radcliffe hall morrissey eileen warnos who we spoke about before on the podcast um various different people who are sort of maybe have like known um queerness but also like did some bad things so it's like the bad gays the main podcast main episode i listened to was about the stonewall colony which was about a bunch of um gay people gays and queers who decided to like take themselves away from like uh everyday life um and start like a commune essentially but then within their commune came some like um like sort of maybe borderline racist policies and uh various like goings on that were not particularly uh friendly and welcoming to everybody um so it's quite an exclusive commune as it were and yeah it, it, it mainly they pose this sort of question of like when you see that like the world isn't serving you um uh, or your community etc do you try and change that world or do you like make an enclave do you make just a 
a new world of that is just for you um and i thought it's like an interesting uh, question to poise and i think one that a lot of people uh battle with you know like um like what is the thing to do because often you know you if you feel like you're fighting and fighting um and not getting anywhere sometimes i can i can see how people are like well just turn your back on everyone else and uh close yourself off but i'm not sure that's always the best way to go about it but it's a very interesting podcast and it's uh, a good way to look at like queer people through history so i definitely recommend it oh yeah that does sound really interesting it kind of reminds me of um girl woman other where they have that uh gay commune in um bernadine everisto's book and it all kind yes. of turns a little bit sour so i would be interested to um listen to that because yeah it's definitely something that like we've all talked about um sort of slightly in jest slightly seriously about you know especially with everything kind of that's been going on in the past couple of years that you know it's 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 easy to kind of fantasize about um you know picking up your things and starting anew but actually is that um the most productive course of action um yeah that sounds great anything else um, I just was going to mention in terms of uh, a queerness and a podcast, which we've definitely mentioned before, and I know it's one of your absolute favourites, and I'm sure you're going to talk about it, Heavyweight. Um, oh. And yeah, obviously we're New season. fans. New season, um, amazing. Yeah, so good, so good. Um, I wanted to talk, just mention the Vivian episode, um, which uh, has a, like a queer slant in that it sort of tells the story of a young woman who knows sort of finds out that her uncle died of AIDS um, and she never got to meet her or never like saw again um, the boyfriend at the time during his 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 illness and death. Listen to that one it was very yeah and it was very very affecting and I think Heavyweight just is such a good you know podcast about people and relationships yeah. and- i've said it once and i've said it again it's my favorite podcast i think yeah. it's just the best one ever and I, I to me it's like such a sacred thing to listen to it because they don't have like loads of episodes and they kind of come out in like limited series so it's something to like really be savored and to enjoy like to me it's just not a background podcast like i'll really look forward to listening to it and yeah. it's just so uh emotional and surprising and sometimes like you wonder where it's going yeah it it always like takes some surprising twists and turns and you sort of think oh this is like going a bit nowhere actually like is this going to be a bit of a done episode and it just never ever is no it never is you're right um yeah i i feel exactly my it's my like one of my main podcasts that i will take the time to like lie down and listen to or listen to in the bath or you know like proper like experience it um and yeah it's amazing um if you haven't listened to it i would definitely recommend it um uh, and if you want one that's going to make you laugh, listen to the one, I can't remember what it's called, but the one about that McDonald's advert, which just made me laugh. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> got a random red couch. <laughs> no, I don't want the random red couch again. I've so only horrible. just got that out of my head. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so those are my podcast recommendations. What are yours, Olivia? I'm sure you've got a thousand million up your sleeve. It's been a while. Yeah, I mean, probably not like very many um, completely brand new ones, maybe one or two, but um, a lot of like new episodes of ones that I might have mentioned before that I particularly enjoyed. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about a new podcast I was listening to, which is a Spotify exclusive podcast called Sex Lies and DM Slides um, with Gizzy Erskine. Um, And they've had some really great guests. They've had Monroe Bergdorf, um, Ruby Wax, Lily Allen, um, Rose McGowan. I've just been listening to the Rose McGowan one before um, 
before we came on the podcast. And a really interesting one that I just listened to today was, I think I've spoken about her before on the podcast, but it's with an inverted commas influencer scammer, Caroline Calloway. Oh yeah. Yeah. We did talk about her on the podcast. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's, I think that um, a lot of podcasts that I have heard um, her on has definitely been sort of themed around trying to kind of like really get to the root of whether or not she is a scammer and trying to kind of catch her out and um, you know whatever you think of Caroline Calloway there is no doubt around her intelligence around her conceptualization of herself as kind of a, a brand the way that she can craft stories and I think that you know this podcast really sought to understand that and sort of spoke about kind of her um aesthetic and certain choices that she's made um to develop her career and for example she um she joined OnlyFans earlier this year um, in a bit of a you know potentially surprising move to some people and she talked about the reasons behind that and um really kind of interrogated the way that she has like conducted herself on social media and in her writing in a way that I felt was like a lot less accusatory and just more just genuinely interested mm. and I think it was like a lot more of a productive and interesting conversation than some of the other ones that I've heard which is just like around oh well, was that true or was that true or not and actually that's probably the least interesting thing about Caroline Calloway it's actually like how has she you know made this empire in this really sort of like self-knowing self-aware way um and about her kind of decisions as an artist and as a as a creator, actually the whole sort of like scamming side is probably the least interesting part if you actually listen to her talk. So um, she did say on the podcast that this is the favourite one that she's ever done and I can totally see why because she kind of got to talk about things that maybe um, have been a bit limited um, yeah. to her or just those questions, you know, she, she, doesn't, she doesn't get to answer. So... Yeah, um, I would definitely recommend that one. It's kind of like shone out as a particularly um, interesting one. And um, what else have I been listening to? So I've been listening to You're Wrong About, which I think that you would be interested in, which um, is a podcast. I think it's it's two women. One of them, um, I think, is a Huffington Post journalist and the other one is an author and has worked in human rights. And they um, both are friends and they've created a podcast basically people in pop culture history and kind of deep dive into it and explore certain aspects of those stories that we might as a culture be wrong about in some way um so the one that i listened to most recently because i've been watching the latest series of the crown is and um, they've done a five-part mini series within this on diana wow. and i did think this was going to be potentially a little bit hashtag daily express but it was actually not um not there's anything anyway anyway um I just was worried that it was going to be a bit kind of like covering this sort of churning up the old ground that's always churned up um and there's maybe like a little bit of that but um it's actually really funny because I think from an American point of view the thing that I kind of found most most sort of funny about it is they're just like horrified by so many things that we just like have come to accept as part of British culture like they just don't understand loads of things like what just like that um you know they're talking about um their upbringing and how um Charles's dad would like have dinner in another room and like just like stuff that you know we know as part of like 
aristocracy, the certain like conventions around um, emotions and stoicism and all of those things that like culturally is just so, so different, I think. Yeah. And they're just like completely horrified by it and that they just go away to like really like old decrepit houses for like long holidays where they just shoot things for six weeks. And it's just like... <laughs> things that that are bizarre and are probably a bit weird but we don't maybe interrogate them as much as we should because we just as like come to accept them as like just the way that things are I suppose um so that's quite funny and it also kind of talks I I felt like it was quite balanced um in the way they were talking about um some of the things that went on between um Diana and the rest of the royal family and you know I don't know you, you kind of maybe think about things in a bit of a different way and I just thought it was it was really interesting especially because I'm kind of like watching that history reflected back through the crown at the moment um which I just love so much it's just so good well Um, uh, I've been watching the this for I've not watched the crown really before because I've watched I think I start I started watching it years ago when it first like first season I think I watched one or two episodes and then never like got into it kind of thing but my sister wanted to watch season four because obviously it's just come out and she watches it. Um, so we've been watching it. And like, I don't care about royal family stuff. I don't have time to go into that. But like, that is stunning television. <laughs> well, yeah. And this is the thing that I that I wanted to make the point around because I think there's been a lot of people who have said, um, you know, I don't watch The Crown because I'm not a monarchist. I don't care about the monarchy, blah, blah, blah. And that's that's fine. But I think that there's absolutely no doubt about what role, whether you sort of like it or not, the monarchy has played and does continue to play in pop culture and, and history. And you can't you can't really deny that. And, you know, whether you want to watch The Crown or you don't, that's totally up to you. But I think to not watch it on the grounds of, like, being anti-monarchist is maybe like not the best way to look at it because you would still watch other things about history or about pop culture because it's a thing that's happened and that is interesting and has an impact on all of us whether we like it or not so I think that you know and certainly if you're looking for entertaining television um don't don't sleep on it because you don't you know agree with the monarchy as a system and actually maybe there'll be something more for you than you think yeah definitely Definitely. It, doesn't, it doesn't completely like lord the monarchy as like this amazing thing that can never be touched or, or, or criticized in fact quite the opposite so yeah I would I would challenge people who've maybe like had that opinion in in the past to maybe like rethink it a little bit and if you don't want to watch it that's fine but like just don't maybe let that be the only reason that's stopping you yeah 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 no I totally agree um I just I, I'd always been like oh I probably will watch that at some point because it's everyone talks about it but I just never got around to it and then because we just put this on I was like oh, yeah, I'll definitely watch the rest of it now um it's like it's just you know it's like banging family drama like <laughs> what more do you want like and the acting of everyone in it is impeccable it looks amazing it's like such well-made telly like if you're into telly yeah. you should watch it like yeah, the, the costumes the locations yeah. the acting like yeah. yeah it's just great yeah. and also it's just so freaky how much this um actor who plays diana looks like diana is oh god yeah quite weird I've seen so many memes though around like her like this like one look that she does like you know there's like this like like extended shots of like her going like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) and it's like really funny like people like doing different memes about it um and yeah but she does look that they make everyone look shockingly like the character like um 
Josh O'Connor, who plays Prince Charles, who is really good, but he looks nothing like he did in God's Own Country. Um, but he looks loads like Prince Charles, but he still looks like himself. And it's like, I've seen him look like completely different. It's amazing what they do. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Good, good, good stuff. No, it is, it is so good. So I think that if you're in like a bit of a crown bubble, then listening to that series within You're Wrong About um, is definitely uh, one that you should maybe think about. And But they, they, they cover loads of different topics as well. I've been listening to one about the Electoral College, um, obviously off the back of the um, election, trying to kind of get my head around the way that... Um, US elections um, run and are structured, which I kind of like thought I understood, but the more I try and research it, the more I'm kind of confused by it um, in a yeah. sense. So I think it, the more you try to understand it, the less understandable it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I thought I like definitely knew, but um, <laughs> that's not the case. But um, that that's interesting too. And um, a brand new podcast that I um, came to is a BBC Sounds podcast, which is the Youngblood podcast. So do you know Youngblood? I was going to talk about Youngblood. I forgot about that. Oh my God. I haven't listened to the podcast, but I've got this weird, like, soft spot for Youngblood. So do I. Yeah. Oh my God, Olivia. (laughs) Because I've just seen, like, a few things of him about and stuff. um, And I just think he's, like, more than anything, he's just completely himself and he absolutely is loving his life. And I think he's so great. And, like, just, just, yeah, really love him for some reason. So great. Really, like healthy messages um to his fan base about like you know being able to be yourself challenging a lot of um toxic masculinity and really kind of like helping to shape youth culture in a way that feels um productive and progressive and really kind of um speaks to everything that we're kind of learning about how much more amazing gen x's are um definitely so um yeah i think that he's an absolute sweetie and i just really really like him and so he has his own podcast on bbc sounds yeah and again i think that this kind of like speaks to the kind of person that that he is because he's very interested in um i was listening to him on table manners actually so he was on table manners this this week and he was saying that you know he he is obviously interested in music and that music is a passion and a love but actually it it comes second to this whole idea of like wanting to build a culture and a community with like his fans um which i thought was was really nice and it's definitely like evident in everything that he does and so this new podcast is kind of part of that so rather than um just him on his own or him with celebrities people apply through the bbc sounds site to be um the guest on the podcast and he'll just like talk with them about whatever they want to talk about so um the one that i listened to was about this um young woman who was talking about um sexual fluidity and so they were like talking about that together and about like her experiences with sexuality but it can be like anyone talking about anything and they just like have a discussion about it and um you know he can really just talk to anyone and bring a real sense of like energy and and he's really interested and interesting and I just I've got all the time and the days in the world for Youngblood and if Youngblood and Lil Nas X want to do a collab oh. then that will start 2021 on the right foot for me absolutely absolutely yeah no I'm so glad um we we agree on uh, Youngblood I just think yeah he's he's a sweetie and um that song of it that new song of his Cotton Candy is absolute bop 
Yeah, and also, did you know that? Did you know that he's from Doncaster? Yes, it's like another reason why I absolutely love him. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's from Doncaster, and his mum has a bakery, and they have a family dog called Jaffa, and their bakery is called Jaffa and Cakes because the dog's in the in the cafe. So oh my god! When lockdown is over, can we please drive to Doncaster and go to Jaffa and Cakes? Absolutely. Yay. Yes, we are doing that's okay. our first thing, and then we're going for some clotted lobster. Don't forget. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be a date for the ages. We'll. D- okay. So that's going to be um, clotted lobster is the main, and the dessert is going to be over at Jaffa and Cakes. Amazing. What a day. Cannot wait. Yeah. No, I'm definitely going to listen to his podcast. I'm very um, intrigued by him as a person in the world. Um. Also, um, just to run through the rest of them, I've been listening to quite a few things. So um, there has been a brand new series of Joan and Jerrica come out this week, season three. So if you're looking for, um, a, you know, a very light comedy satire, then maybe that is one for you. They also have a book out just in time for Christmas. So maybe check that out if you're a Joan and Jerrica fan. Um, also in Help I Sex to My Boss News, um, one of my favorite comedy podcasts, Jordan North, who's one of the presenters, is on I'm a Celebrity this year. So I've actually been watching I'm a Celebrity for the first time since maybe like I was in high school because um, I just love Jordan North so much. And in the first episode, um, before he'd even done anything, he had to like abseil down this cliff and he just like projectile vomited into a bush just at the thought of it. Oh, so he definitely um, is going to be the person who's voted for like every single Bush took a trial yes. until the end of time. But this year they're not doing it in Australia because of the lockdown. So they've relocated it to this big castle in Wales. Have you seen this? I've not like seen, I know that that's what's happening. I've not like seen any of the setup or anything. Is it not like just like unbearably cold? <laughs> yeah, it's really cold, but it's so interesting. So they've like made all these different rooms and they have to like work out how to use everything. And everything is like, um, everything works from from machines that they have to manually operate. Wow, so, so they like have to primitive stuff. Yeah, so they have to like work out the engineering around all of these things for like the showers and the oven and all these different kind of like elements. And I think it's like a super interesting way that they have managed to kind of pivot around the restrictions of of COVID. Definitely. And it's just like a whole different um, element of the show. So you're sort of still like feeling the essence of the show, but it's like different enough to just make it actually maybe like more interesting in a way yeah definitely that does sound interesting i'll um i'll I'll do my favorite thing to do with reality tv shows where i just watch like the highlights on youtube (laughs) yeah and it definitely gave me like um some real fort boyard crystal maze vibes and to me that is an absolute positive because melinda messenger fort boyard was there anything better to watch on tea time telly no (laughs) I've never really seen Fort Boyard. I know of it, um, but Crystal Maze was like one of my actual like favorite things as a kid. So uh, like Richard O'Brien, uh, an icon for my whole life. Um, so yeah, uh, when you said they were in like a castle, I was thinking that I thought Crystal Maze. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is the the vibes of that. But also maybe just like check out Small Depths of Fort Boyard. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, another podcast I've listened to if you are into um, listening to comedians chat about things um, it's a brand new one um, called I've Had a Rosé Let's Talk About Feelings <laughs> <laughs> which I think is a great name um, for a podcast 
Um, so it's presented by um, Sam Lake, and I've listened to a couple of the episodes. Um, one of them is with um, absolute icon Chloe Petz, um, who is a London-based um, queer comedian. And I listened to one with Olga Koch as well. I don't know if you know her or follow her, but she's a comedian as well. And then I'm listening to uh, Norman Helen Bauer. So there's only like four episodes out, but it is funny. And um, I would recommend that if you're kind of like into that as a, as a format. And um, oh, also I listened to an interesting episode in The Cut. Um, and this one was called Turning to Tarot. And obviously off the back of our spooky episode um, a couple of weeks ago, I thought it was kind of apropos. So um, it's about this woman who is kind of in a bit of a crossroads in her life and normally tries to, um, you know, draw up maybe a pros and cons list or think really kind of um, pragmatically about what's best to do but she decided instead to kind of like challenge her usual ways of like coming to decisions around certain um certain moments in her life and instead just turned to three different tarot readers to um give her information which would then inform her future choices um and also it's kind of interesting to see how the different tarot card people approached um this one woman's like same problem or or issues yeah they're kind of like morality and ethics around how they like handled it and all of those kinds of things so if you're into tarot um or if you just want more kind of like not necessarily spooky things but kind of spiritual things then um go and give that a listen because it's kind of interesting to hear how um different people from within the kind of same wider community approach that yeah cool that sounds good well olivia that was a absolute raft of stunning recommendations i'm sure everybody's going to be jumping on the podcasts right after this one obviously um and then they'll listen to those other ones (laughs) but it's time for the part of our very special podcast where we get something off our chests it's time for i don't agree with it so olivia what do you not agree with this week Well, Lucy, I've been taking my first forays into Facebook Marketplace. And let me tell you, it is the absolute wild, wild west. (laughs) And (laughs) um, I don't know. I don't know whether I'm whether I'm cut out from Facebook Marketplace. I find it quite stressful. So basically, I had some like bedside tables that I want to get rid of. And hopefully I am getting rid of them on Friday and someone's like coming to collect them. Um, But the whole thing's been very stressful. People like say they want them, then they don't message. And when they do message, they are very rude and abrupt. So Laura um, told me, because she is very um, adept at Facebook Marketplace, she told me that like, apparently it's like a, a pre-filled out button of like, you can just press it and then it sends something to me to say, is, like, is this still available? Right. And so I was like getting all of these and I thought, this is just so rude because no one is even saying hello. So then I would like, <laughs> I would like respond by being like, hello, Diane lovely to hear from you yes these bedside tables are still available and they are being sold at five pounds each you know like just trying to shame them into being not as rude on messenger but she did tell me that's kind of like a pre-fill thing which is fine but then there's a few people that have like been messaging back and forth and oh my god if they could like know every single aspect it kind of reminded me of you know that episode of portlandia where they go to that restaurant and they like want to know everything about, about the, meal. the chicken. 
yeah about the yeah. chicken and it's like what farm did it grow yeah, up yeah, yeah. what was the chicken's name and like all those things <laughs> that is basically what is happening to me on facebook marketplace but quite frankly two really battered probably like third hand were already in my flat when i got them bedside tables from ikea that were probably like only 10 pounds in the first instance and i'm selling them for five and they're just like covered in like stains from cups of tea and they're just not nice <laughs> they want to know like every single thing of like you know where was the the wood originally from and you know like what is the exact dimensions and could you take this drawer out because I want to put a fish tank in there and it's like man I don't care just <laughs> pick up for a fiver or don't do you know what I mean yeah so I just really for the amount of work it's taken for what is hopefully going to be a tenner for both bedside tables it's just not worth it per hour no uh yeah no I, I agree i agree i had a very similar um, experience recently at my old job where we were moving office so there's loads of stuff that had to be sold and i was in charge of that um both doing it both on ebay and giving away stuff for free on gumtree my god the the messages i had to <laughs> sift through it was it was unreal yeah i i feel for you it's a it's a painful process but you know hopefully you'll get that fiver and um you can put that towards your new ones i'm guessing you've got some new ones or getting got some new ones yeah i mean it's less about that and more just about like not wanting them to be put on the scrap heap when they don't need to be like in a landfill like you could like paint them and make them into something and so it was mainly just trying to be like a bit more mindful that if i'm buying something new to maybe like find a way to not throw the other thing away definitely um so yeah, we'll see if we'll see if Dan comes to them on Friday. I'll let you know. Actually, I think it's, I think it's Eileen now. I think she's. I think I've, <laughs> Dan's been binned off. Anyway, yeah. well, well, come on, Eileen, and get the get the bedside table. Exactly. Come back next week to for the next installment of Olivia's forays into Facebook Marketplace, and then um, you'll find out the the revelations. Um, so yeah, that is what I don't agree with this week, and possibly for the rest of my life. Um, what don't you agree with this week? Okay, mine is um, quite a simple one. Uh, it's something that I feel like we maybe have mentioned before, but I don't think we have. But um, I found myself um, uh, in need of some new underwear. And essentially, what I don't agree with is bows on quote unquote marketed to women pants. Can oh, we in, not? In, in like the front bit, like under yes. like your belly button bit. Yeah. Bows on the middle of a pa- of like an underwear or bows in the middle of a bra. Stop it. It's 2020. <laughs> like, Please, we have to be over that by now. <laughs> yeah, bows in the middle of the bra are particularly bad. Oh, just, oh. Like, I, I get, like, when there's some more, like, decorative... Like, some of them can have them, fine. But it seems to be that if you're just sort of, like, going around the average shops of a place, it's very hard to find some pants that do not have bows on them, and it's infuriating. So did I have to buy some with bows on? Yes. Did I cut them off? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I should have cut them off in the store and left them there in protest. <laughs> <laughs> Scattered bows. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just don't agree with it. I think it's um, one of those stupid, really like archaic things that needs to just die. Um, yeah, like no one's actually thought about it since someone a hundred years ago decided to stick bows on everything. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like not been looked at, which is just, you know, classic, isn't it? So yeah, that is what I don't agree with this week. I understand. <laughs> And somebody that I think we can all agree um, would be wanting us to all dress in exactly the way that we want to dress. And I think she would be all for you leaving those bows on the shop floor in absolute protest. It is none other than... Celine Wash! 
yes, another week and another Celine watch. And I'm not going to lie to you, Lucy, after possibly quite a few weeks and months of real slim pickings when it comes to Celine watch, I have quite a juicy one for you this week. Whoa. Okay. And it actually came out a couple of weeks ago. So I... How did we miss that? That we have missed it. But anyway, I'm going to tell you about it now. So um, sit back and just, you know, let this all wash over you because Celine Dion has just nabbed her first ever film role. What? Yes, it's true. So it says in this BuzzFeed article that I'm about to quote from, Celine Dion is a part of movie history. Remember my heart will go on? Of course you do. But astoundingly, she's never actually acted in a film. Well, that's about to change. Dion has been cast in Text for You, a romantic drama starring Priyanka Chopra Jones and Sam Hewen from Outlander, according to Entertainment Weekly. The movie is a remake of the 2016 German language film SMS for Dick about a woman who sends text to her dead fiancé's phone, but his number has been reassigned to a man who's also experiencing heartbreak. Oh. Weekly also reports that not only will Dion play a role in the film, but her music will play an integral role in the plot as well. So we can see how this is going to go. And we love to see it. Oh my God. That sounds A, just like a stunning rom-com anyway. And absolutely brought up to the you know tier of the gods with Celine involved as well hoping that her music playing a uh, key role means that like uh, the phone has like a polyphonic ringtone which is my heart will go on <laughs> oh I think it has to be I, the way I'm imagining it for some reason it, I think it was because we were talking about Christmas films so much last week is very much in the style of a hallmark made for tv movie where Celine Dion plays like a magical sort of Father Christmas-esque character that does a walk on towards the end, wink to the camera. The main, like, protagonist turns to, like, see her, but actually when they turn, she's completely vanished. Yes. Because, you know, she's gone and her magic has been done. Yes. Oh, I love it. So good. Okay, well, that is going to be one to watch out for. Um, Hopefully, by the time it comes out, we might be able to even see it in a cinema. Who knows? Yeah, I mean... Let's all just go together. Five pound Odeon. God, I walked past the Odeon the other the other day, and I had like a visceral reaction. I was like, I would, I would probably pay, like, a lot of money <laughs> to go into the Odeon right now, have a kids box, possibly oh. go ice blast, and watch a five pound film in the cinema, and then walk home. Because I used to do that like every single week because I live so no. close to the cinema, and no. you know, I just love that. I know. I know. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things we love. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you know you love things kind of intellectually and then when you're actually faced with them and you sort of feel that, like, pull to the Odeon. God. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I feel um, very much that, you know, this time, and I think this is, you know, a lot of people can reflect in this way, that this this time has really made me um, realise the things I love. And and that I'm very grateful that I have been able to do them and that I will be very grateful when I can do them again. Um, and that, you know, as we said at the top, we are longing and longing for them. Um, and that, you know, they'll be ever better, ever green when we get them back, hopefully. Yes. And um, I just think this is going to be a movie for the ages and it must be watched on the big screen. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and whilst we dream of sitting once again with our little snack pack of Smarties, our juice boost, whatever they're called. <laughs> 
super cute. <laughs> and are like very actually quite adequately sized amount of popcorn. Mm. Waiting for Celine to come onto the screen. We will be loving you, leaving you, and longing for you until next time. Bye. <laughs> Welcome to Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I am Lucy Cecil. And I don't have my mic on, so I'm <laughs> going to remember that. <laughs>